Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. We're journeying with Jesus through the Gospel according to Mark, and we've just walked through the very first chapter. What a chapter it was. 45 amazing verses. And as we ended Mark chapter 1, we ended with Jesus touching a leprous man. We talked about His compassion and His heart for every sinner. When you begin in chapter 2, we pick up right where we left off. The Bible says, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. Let me just pause and say, When the Lord is in the house, everybody knows it. And straightway, verse 2, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Don't you love this beautiful picture? The place is so crowded. It's standing room only. And Jesus stands up and does one thing. He preaches the word unto them. Friend, every time we can get a crowd, we ought to preach the word. We ought never have people together that we're not giving them the word of God and pointing them toward the Lord. And then we find an amazing story, a story that demonstrates this same compassion we talked about in our last study. The Bible says in verse 3, And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, Thy sins be forgiven thee. But they were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? You know, every time the Lord's at work, there's always a skeptic, there's always a critic. And immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Isn't it amazing? Jesus knows our thoughts, the thoughts and intents of our hearts. Then he says, Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins? He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, We never saw it, on this fashion. Wouldn't you like to see God work in such a way in your own life and through your own testimony that somebody would have to say, we never saw it on this fashion before. People would have to say in the words of another portion of Scripture, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. There are a number of people in this story. There's the helpless man. He can't even get off of his bed, sick of the palsy. Now there are the hinderers. That's the press. That's the people who are just there for the show. They're the hypocrites. That's the scribes. They want to philosophize, but they're not interested in people's lives really being changed. There's the healer. That's Jesus Christ. That's what the whole world needs. But then, this is what I want to bring to your attention today. There are the helpers. There are four men, four friends. The Bible says in verse 3, bringing one. I want to talk to you for just a moment about bringing one person to Jesus. 
Someone brought you to Jesus. And I wonder, have you brought anyone to Jesus? When was the last time you tried? Uh, years ago, I heard someone use the little motto, Each one reach one. I like that. You see, every one of us ought to be seeking to bring someone to Jesus. Who are you taking to heaven with you? The hymn writer wrote, Must I go and empty-handed? Must I meet my Savior so? Not one soul with which to greet Him? Must I empty-handed go? Look, you can't go everywhere, uh, but you are somewhere. And you can't reach everyone, perhaps, but you could reach someone. What would happen in our churches if everybody in the church simply said, This year, I'm going to reach one person for Jesus Christ. I'm going to bring somebody to Jesus. I don't think that's too much to ask, do you? What if every believer took seriously this desire to get the gospel out and get people in? Let me show you a few observations from this amazing story about bringing someone to Jesus. First, it was done in the context of the gospel. Remember, it's while the Word is being preached. Now, friend, if you want to bring somebody to Jesus, you've got to get the gospel to them. You've got to get them under the sound of the gospel. Carry gospel literature with you. Use your gospel testimony. Invite somebody with you to, to hear your preacher preach the gospel, but get people to the gospel. And then not only is there the gospel, there's a burden. They were burdened for this man. Uh, he was sick. He was sick of the palsy. He, he could not come on his own. And may I just tell you, there are sinners that if they're ever going to be reached with the gospel, somebody's going to have to get a burden. Somebody's going to have to weep for their soul and pray for them and intercede and go after them and love them to Jesus. Would you ask God to give you a fresh burden for someone? And then there's cooperation. Don't you love how these four men work together? The Bible says, born of four. There's one on each corner. What a beautiful picture of cooperation for the gospel's sake. God's people so often are so busy fighting each other, they couldn't work together for the gospel's sake. Uh, my brother, my sister, uh, the family members are not the enemy. Now, the enemy is the wicked one who's trying to condemn the souls of men to hell forever. And we must now work together as a family to go after those who need Jesus Christ. And then there's diligence. Did you notice they couldn't get in, so they just broke the roof up. They uncovered the roof. Oh, don't you love this picture? What are you willing to do to get somebody to Jesus? Are you willing to think outside the box, to go the extra mile, to do something out of the ordinary? Uh, we love our comfort and our convenience, but it's going to take diligence, fervency, earnestness, urgency to bring people to Jesus Christ. And then there's faith. Oh, don't miss this. When Jesus saw their faith. Could I challenge you today to pray in faith, to witness in faith, to work in faith? You may not see any results right now. You may be thinking, I'm telling people about the Lord and nobody's getting saved. Look, you keep working at it. You keep praying. Jesus sees your faith. And it is through your faith that others will be brought to faith in Jesus Christ. One scripture, uh, Paul writes, from faith to faith. I tell you, uh, you can't take somebody else to heaven on your faith, but you can exercise your faith and through that others can be brought to the Lord Jesus where they can trust Him for themselves. Jesus looks at this man and says, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Notice that was his first need. His first need was not physical healing. It was spiritual healing. And the first need and the great need of every person is everyone needs their sins forgiven. If you wonder what everyone you're going to see today needs, everyone needs the same thing. Everyone needs Jesus. Everyone needs 
forgiveness. How are we going to do it? We're going to bring one. Now, how does the world get reached? One at a time. How does a community get evangelized? One at a time. We have this notion that the masses are going to come to Christ, that we're going to bring them by the droves. But I'll remind you, Jesus always saves people one at a time. His interest is in individuals. And these men, instead of looking around at the circumstances that were against them, looked up. Instead of counting the price of the roof and what it would cost, they tore it up. Why? Because they thought their business was to bring one man to Jesus Christ. I was recently in a service where a man responded to the gospel. And when he did, a woman began to weep and praise God and rejoice. And I found out she had been one who had been praying and witnessing and working to bring that one man to Jesus Christ. I wonder today, this week, would you ask God to use you to bring one person to Jesus Christ? Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.